Hey guys, welcome to episode three of This and That with Jess. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. And if this is your first time here, I want to welcome you and I want to thank you. And episode one tells you a little bit about me and about this podcast. So if it's your first time here, go check that out. All right. In this episode, I will be sharing with you a personal side of my life. This is a testimony about my marriage, and this isn't something I had in mind for this podcast. If I showed you the list of topics I have written down, you'd see that marriage is not on that list. I prayed and I asked God, Father, what should I talk about? My weight loss journey, which has been highly requested, autism, parenting, social media, I don't know. Everything every day kept pointing to my testimony. I was like, God, I don't know if I want to share this with everyone. I don't know what people are going to think. There's a saying that goes, if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. So So here we are. The purpose of this episode is not about how God restored our marriage. It's about the transforming power of the Holy Spirit and what happens when you come into contact with the God that has the answers to every situation in our lives. We are headed towards our 15th year of marriage and God has been so good, just so, so good. So let's dive into this episode. In 2014, we went through a very, very rough patch in our marriage. It was right after our six-year anniversary, and we decided, well, I decided that I wanted a divorce. We had hit this giant bump on the road, and we had tried to get past it and tried to work things out for the sake of our two children, but it got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I didn't want to. I told my husband that I wanted a divorce and that nothing or no one was going to change my mind. As much as he pleaded with me, I didn't budge. And I said, this is what I want to do. And he said, fine. We will talk to both of our parents and let them know that we want to get a divorce. I was a little nervous about that because divorce wasn't common in neither side of our families. We were both raised in a family that saw the value in marriage and the value in seeking God. And I just knew they weren't going to approve. We had to wait about a week to get our parents together to talk to them. At this point, we were already sleeping in separate bedrooms. That's just how bad things had gotten. During that time, I remember I was so miserable and I'd go to bed at night and I would beg God to not allow me to wake up the next day. I just wanted my life to end, but I didn't have the nerve to do it myself. So I would ask God, giver of life, just to take mine. And I'd wake up the next morning and I'd feel so angry just to see another day. On top of everything I felt, I just knew that something didn't feel right. I knew that the decision I was making to get a divorce wasn't the right one. I could feel it in my gut. I remember one night, 
I had music playing. I couldn't sleep. And I was weeping uncontrollably and telling God to talk to me. He had been silent this whole time. I said, God, what do I do? Why aren't you guiding me? I feel so alone. Where are you? Where the heck are you? Give me a sign. Just anything. Say something. A few days went by and one morning I started to feel really, really sick to my stomach. I had had a small breakfast and I thought maybe something I ate just upset my stomach. I felt so sick and I felt like I was going to pass out. Clear as day, this thought crossed my mind. Do a pregnancy test. I thought, no, I haven't even missed a period. I've been pregnant two other times and I think I know what pregnancy feels like. I'm not pregnant. I know that for sure. I convinced myself to buy one to prove myself wrong. So I went to Walgreens and I remember buying a pack of two because in my mind, I wanted to prove myself wrong twice. So I bought the pack of two. I didn't even wait to get home. I went straight to the restroom there at Walgreens and I did it. Sat down, did the test, laid it flat on the toilet paper dispenser with a paper towel underneath guys and I just waited I waited and I waited and I waited and I was like for sure it's gonna be negative I just know it and I don't even know why I'm here I don't even know why I wasted my time I know it's gonna be negative I looked and I saw two lines and I remember saying out loud shut up there is no way how no, this, this is wrong or it has to be expired or something. So I did the other one with my hands shaking. I waited. I just closed my eyes and I sat there on the toilet in that restroom at Walgreens. I looked again and there were two lines again. I just sat there thinking, God has gone crazy. I was so angry. This wasn't what I wanted and this wasn't what I expected. I honestly felt so betrayed by God. I remember driving to my husband's job because I had to tell him in person. This wasn't something I wanted to share through a text. So he came outside and I said, I'm pregnant. He said, what? I said, I don't know. I, I've never missed a period. He asked me how I felt about it and I said, this isn't what I want, but if I have to be a single mother of three, that's okay because I'm not changing my mind. I remember seeing the look on his face of hopelessness. And I just said, I'll talk to you later. I rolled my window up and I watched him walk back inside. I cried so much that day. And I remember yelling out to God and saying, why? How can I love another child when I don't even love myself right now? We were only two days away from talking to both of our parents and I felt like this had ruined all my plans. And so clear, I heard this gentle voice in my head that said, you asked for answers and this is it. I was so confused, but I was also so relieved that after such a long time, I felt like God was saying something. 
I'm like, okay, well, it's not what I want to hear, but he's saying something back. I wanted to get a doctor's appointment as soon as I possibly could because my last pregnancy was high risk. They were able to get me in and confirm that, yes, I was pregnant. And I told the doctors I hadn't missed a period, but they they really didn't have any answers for me. They said I was nine weeks pregnant and they gave me my next appointment. And I left that appointment feeling so, so lost. You remember when you were a kid and your parents told you to get in the car and you'd ask, where are we going? And they wouldn't tell you. They would just say, just get your shoes, get in the car. We're going somewhere. And you'd be wondering the whole time, where are we going? That's how I felt. I felt like a kid in my father's car wondering where he was taking me, where he was taking us. And we were the passengers with no idea where he was taking us. I remember we told our families that we were expecting and I tried to look happy. I had to hide my anger. What would everyone think about me if I said I didn't want to be pregnant? Everyone around us was so happy, but I felt so down, so depressed and so lost. Yet I hid it so well. Well, it was time for my next appointment. And this time, I'd get an ultrasound, and we'd find out the gender of the baby. And it was a boy. Another boy. Our third boy. But I could tell that something wasn't right by the look on the doctor's face. He said that he had to get the other doctor, and they'd both be back. So we just sat in the room waiting, and I felt kind of scared. They both came back in and they said that they didn't have good news for us. My cervix was dilated to three. And at that point, I was already 20 weeks pregnant. I had to have a surgical procedure to keep the baby from coming. They got everything ready and the following morning at eight o'clock, they did my procedure. They stitched my cervix to stop it from dilating. I was sent home on strict bed rest and I had to go back in two weeks for my follow-up. Guys, this was the most miserable two weeks of my life. It was so painful to move and every time I had to use a restroom, the pain was so bad that I would just let out a cry and I'd sweat from how bad this hurt. But my doctor was the best doctor I had. It was my husband. He would check on me in the middle of the night. And those of you that know my husband know that nothing wakes him up in the middle of the night. Nothing. He served me all three meals in bed. He would bathe me, detangle my hair, lotion up my legs and my feet. He just did it all. And I just couldn't believe everything that he was doing. This was a whole side of him that I didn't know. So our anniversary passes by, I was still on bed rest. And that morning, my husband helped me get out of bed to go to the bathroom. I walked in and there was a mirror full of sticky notes shaped as a heart. Him and the boys had wrote all the things that they love about me on sticky notes, shaped them as a heart and stuck them on the mirror. And I still have those sticky notes till this day, actually. I could feel that things were shifting, just 
it just felt different. My follow-up came up and we headed into the doctor's office. Little did we know that our world was about to be shaken again. We had no idea what we were walking into. The doctor started the ultrasound. Baby was doing really good. He then checked my cervix and he told me to sit up. And I remember him putting his hand on my knee and he said, the stitches are ripping through your cervix because it keeps dilating. And the baby is head down and in position and we have to rush you to surgery and we have to remove those stitches. He called surgery and told them to get a room ready because I was headed that way. Everything was happening so fast and I felt so terrified. I remember feeling a loud ringing in my ears and my whole world and everything around me just paused and all I could hear was my heartbeat because I was so scared. They rushed me to the hospital and the procedure was done. Doctors left the room and we just sat there in silence, tears rolling down my cheeks. And all of a sudden, my water breaks. Why is this happening? There was only so much my heart could take. The next part, I will never, ever forget for as long as I live. The NICU doctor came in and they confirmed that my water had broke and I was now dilated to four. And I remember he pulled a chair beside the bed and I thought, this can't be good. This just can't be good. He said, your water broke and you're dilated to four. And there's a big possibility that baby is coming any minute now. He said, your baby has a 40% chance to live. When babies are born this early, at this point, I was 24 weeks, 23, 24 weeks. Their bodies go through a lot of stress and their vitals fail them. And if they do make it, they have a lot of health issues and sometimes long-term brain damage, sometimes even mental retardation. He said, and in these situations, we have to ask a very hard question. And I remember he paused and then he looked at me and my husband and he said, if your baby is born tonight, would you like us to do everything we can or allow him to go? He said, and don't feel guilty about the decision you make because we have to ask this to every parent. I couldn't even believe I was being asked this question or put in this situation. This was the baby I didn't want. This was the baby I didn't ask for. When I said, you do everything that you can. Everything. The doctor walked out and as soon as he closed the door behind him, I put my hands over my face and I started sobbing. My husband climbed on the bed and we just held each other and sobbed together. Something happened that night when we held each other. I don't know what it was, but something felt so different. We needed each other. Our baby needed us. That night, I remember after my husband fell asleep, I put my hands on my belly and I talked to my baby and I apologized. 
said, I'm so sorry for not wanting you. I'm so sorry for letting you down and not being able to give you the pregnancy you deserve. I'm so sorry for everything that I felt and all the times I said I didn't want you. But I love you. And I promise I would do everything in my power to keep you safe in here. I was in the hospital for four weeks total. And my husband never left my side. When we found out that I wasn't going home anytime soon, he took a leave of absence at his job and said that he wasn't going to leave my side. He was there every single day. He would spend the night and sleep on a couch wake up, head to his mom's house. He would take the boys to school. He'd come back to the hospital to spend the day with me. Then he'd have to pick up the boys and they'd spend the evening with me. He would take them back home, get them ready for bed, tuck them in, and he'd come back to the hospital to stay with me every single day for four weeks. And I remember thinking, and you wanted to let him go. (laughs) I knew that God had done all this. I knew that God had allowed all of this. All of this didn't happen to us. I can honestly say it happened for us. Every single bit of it. Baby finally came on March the 28th at 29 weeks and only two little pounds. Jabez Eli Fernandez perfectly healthy, no health issues whatsoever. Guys, had it not been for that pregnancy, I don't know what would have been our story. We are now going on 15 years of marriage and we are the happiest we've ever been. We argue, we disagree, and we get on each other's nerves, but our love is different. The way we protect our marriage is different. The way we see each other is different. The way we respect each other and value each other is different. We grew. We knew that God had a purpose for us and that he wasn't done with us yet. God needed us together for whatever plans he had or still has on his agenda to this day. My pastor said something once that has always stuck with me. He said, I didn't like it but I wouldn't change it. That's how I feel about this situation. I hated it, but I wouldn't change it. Don't ever, ever doubt what the power of the Holy Spirit can do. Whatever your situation is right now, remember it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Your situation is going to mold you into a better you. Ask God, say, Lord, who do you want me to be? Show me. Help me to see the broken and the lost version of me so I can give it all to you and trust in you that you will reach out and you will pull me close to you. Ask him, what do you want to teach me in this situation? Remember what I said at the beginning of this episode? This is not a testimony about God restoring my marriage. It's a testimony about the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever your situation may be, he will intervene and you will get to the other side. If you feel like you've hit rock bottom and don't have answers just the way I felt, just remember that sometimes our world has to be completely shaken up so we can be relocated to where we're meant to be. That's exactly what happened with us. 
Guys, I hope that this gave you a little bit of hope and a little bit of faith. And whatever your situation may be, just remember it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you next Wednesday.